you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination in godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And J-Mac and Adam B. are on tap to help us navigate the show. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully we can get around to some phone calls in the last segment, maybe a little bit sooner because we're not going to be uh, live tomorrow. That's right. Um, so I think maybe we could treat today as sort we of could. a gumbo of sorts. So just kind of stick Gumbo-ish. around for that. ish Gumbo-ish. Yeah. <laughs> I, what, I mean, what would that really be in the culinary world? Soup. The, oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Don't call gumbo soup. Okay, yeah. anyways. Ish. Um, yeah, yeah kind of. It's, it's sort of. It's sort of. Yeah. Um, so today we are still broadcasting live and direct from the refuge in Aden, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And this is the final full day of the Truth for a New Generation Apologetics Camp That's hosted right. by Dr. Alex McFarland. Mm-hmm. And boy, what an incredible time we've had. I can understand completely. I can understand completely yeah. why people would love and adore these children. Like I, I'm thinking of, and I've said this just a couple of times to some of the camp workers here, mm-hmm. that it's amazing that they go from camp to camp, but each experience feels like it's just you, like you just arrived yeah. and, and they just yeah. arrived, which isn't true. <laughs> but there is something about being on a campground and having daily times of worship together mm-hmm. um, in song and also training and instruction in the word of God. Definitely. And then also small group to reinforce what's I mean, it is it's amazing what's it happening. It is amazing. Here. And I want to give a shout out to uh, Sammy. Yeah. Yeah. Sammy Man, and Desta. Doing a great job. Incredible. Out uh, the refuge yep. and man leading worship and, yep. and small groups <laughs> and incredible. having a heart for God, like Absolutely. you know, and for the, the the kids that will come through in different camps here. Yeah, you know, man, he's uh, really made an impression. Uh, not just because of his skill level in no. being able to play the guitar and sing, and which but all man, of that's his, there, all of that's the there, but his yeah. heart. Uh, for the the children that come here, that it's you know, genuine. It, it's really genuine. You know, you could tell he's prayerful. He's led by the Spirit. Absolutely. You know, I, I had an opportunity to uh, hear him minister to a young guy here, and he used some things that was on the campsite some, yeah, to to yeah. kind of point to God. Like he it, did it remind you a it, little it, bit of Jesus? Yeah, man, just taking it was great. right it what's was right great. there and then using that to make an illustration. It was great. It was great, man. And I mean, he used the trees in front of him yeah. to, to, to illustrate how things take Wonderful. time, you know, and uh, you, you might not see growth automatically, but it's coming. Amen. And so I, I just really appreciate that. You know, I, I appreciate those who have a heart, a true heart for ministry and heart for souls, a heart for discipleship. And uh, really, you know, it's encouraging to me because. You know, just seeing that and like 
man, he don't have to be that way. He can just be like, I'm just the host of the ca- of the, sure. of the campground. And, you and know, whatever y'all you need, just let me know. Right. You know, oh, no, nah, he's in all. it. He's he's all the way in it, and you know, he's a good guy. And that's something that has been passed down. I, I'm not sure exactly how the training and everything happens with the camp leaders who are here, mm-hmm. but I I would say truly, if you want to know what the leadership is like, right? You look at those people who are submitted to that leadership, mm-hmm. um, and then you can see that reflected in them. And when you look at the camp leaders, like the group leaders, there is something that's present in them. There is an enormous care and concern for all of the kids who are here. They and, and when I say care and concern, I don't mean that they make it to pick up their tie-dye shirt. I mean there's there's an enormous Spirit, amount of yeah. care and concern for, for their soul. Speaking as well. Yeah. Like where yeah. are they? How how are they processing the information that they're getting? Are they okay? What counseling do they need? Like how do they need to be instructed in scripture here? And that is just something that has yeah. really blown my mind and, and I've got to tell you and, and this is always a thing because I remember um, a few years ago, we were with Alex McFarlane um, at a different camp. Yes. And um, I, I remember just that feeling of it's it's like you, when you're constantly with people over a course of days, mm-hmm. you just develop this love and this connection for people that you're just like, am I ever going to see you again? Yeah. Like, are, you know, like you, you'd take all of these kids and you'd say, I'd be a part of a youth group with you guys. But, I'd hang out. But even that <laughs> is the beauty of things, because even you, you, there's so many stories about, you know, experiences that young kids had with, you know, ministers or different. And they may have never seen that minister again, but then future in their lives, they're like in ministry. Yeah. And they remember. Yeah. And I remember Ms. Miki back. You know, in 2022. You remember the refuge, 2022? Yeah. You know, and I remember her speaking, man, that really made an imprint on my life. And yeah. now I'm, you know, man, God works these things out. So. so can I say this? I've had some, I've, I've had some, um, some really fun times. And, and I think, Will the Great, you would agree with me. I've um, had some fun times. I'm curious to know what has been sort of like the thing that you've enjoyed most. And I got to tell you, right before we came to air, that probably is top of my list out on the oh, front porch. Yeah. So yeah. we just we just had an opportunity yeah. to have a front porch meeting um, yeah. at our cabin yeah. with w- whichever campers, whoever wanted to come out mm-hmm. and go a little bit deeper on some of the issues that we're presenting. Because it's it's one thing to present a topic. Right. And so we're talking about some tough topics. We're talking about being able to give a defense, a reason for the hope that lies within you, which means that you're going to be living differently in the culture. And so we've got some cultural issues that we've got to deal with. But then the question is, what does the Bible say on those issues? Right. Right. So this is why we give a defense. We're able to say, I don't do these things or Mm -hmm. I do these things Mm -hmm. because the gospel is true. All right. Mm -hmm. And this Mm -hmm. is my biblical defense for why I don't do these things or I do do these things. Mm -hmm. And it's always easier to make a presentation. It's always easier to stand up and talk to a group and then just say, all right, you guys have been great. Have, have a good night, mm-hmm. you know, but it's something totally different to sit down mm-hmm. and to really engage with those issues, which is what you and I spend an incredible amount of time doing with our own children. Yeah. So we find that vital and important yeah. to do. Yeah, definitely. I, I, that would be a highlight for me. What we just uh, did, because um, I, I think uh, I think not only children, but Christians, we need a chance to ask questions. Yeah, certain, go deeper. Yeah, there's certain things that are weighing on the mind. That you feel like, man, who can I ask about this? They don't want to hear this. You know, they may, you know, uh, say I have a stupid question or whatever it may be. You know, I don't think those times are really allowed like they should be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so to have a chance to say, okay. What is, what's on y'all's mind? Yeah. You know, just no go ahead and, and ask. So and we, we had just, a myriad of questions. We sure did, you know? man. So if you guys can get a picture of this. So we're sitting outside on this, this cabin. It's a, it's an amazing home that if I, if I get my facts straight, these homes have been 
uh, they're over a hundred years old. Amazingly like restore. I mean, it's just amazing. Right. So we like get a picture. The only thing that was missing was my sweet tea. I just, (laughs) I needed to have sweet tea sitting out on the front porch in North Carolina (laughs) in a rocking chair. (laughs) Not kidding. Not kidding. We had rocking chairs. (laughs) We're sitting out there. We should have been just with the sweet tea, but we've got all these kids who are gathered on the porch and, and our thing was, okay, now we've discussed a lot. Our, our presentations, we've, we've discussed a lot. Mm-hmm. What are the things that are sort of like raveled edges or raveled ends that we need to kind of braid up here? Like, what are those things? And boy, the questions just started flying. Mm-hmm. And the responses were incredible. And one of the things that we've been very careful to do, and we're going to kind of get into this today. Um, by the way, our topic today is parents take the lead in discipleship. Mm-hmm. Parents take the lead in discipleship. We say this on a regular basis. Yes. We, we, you know, this is, we talk about this a lot. But I really just want to run a highlighter over this. And so we just, Will the Great and I are just going to go back and forth mm-hmm. and talking about and encouraging you to take the lead in discipleship and the active training of your kids. What we have observed over and over and over again, and we mentioned this earlier in the week, our kids have questions. Yes. And they are longing mm. for someone to answer those questions. Yes. Our kids have thoughts on the issues that we think they're not paying attention to. That's right. Well, not only are they paying attention to those issues, but there are a lot of people in, and Willie Great, you just yeah. alluded to this before we came to air. Yeah. There are a lot of people who are writing on their slates. Yeah. And you know, I, I kind of have a feeling in my heart that I want parents to feel the pressure. Yeah. Because what we've seen here, you know, we talk about it all the time, but once again, having a chance to be on the, um, the ground level yeah. and talking to the, the children here, yeah. man, parents, we have to take the lead in discipling our children. If you have been negligent in that area thus far, mm-hmm. yeah, you're, you're late. Mm-hmm. But you can always jump on board and, and, and do what you need to do. Man, it's, it's very important that uh, from a parental standpoint, you are having these discussions with your children That's exactly because right. they are having these discussions among themselves. Among themselves, they're being discipled sc- by man, you school, know TikTok, and t- media. <laughs> man, it's 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 insane, and, and they're being indoctrinated a That's lot. Right. It's happening. It's with the things that we we talk about. They're they're happening. Yeah. It's not like some uh, theory or That's right. you know this stuff is going on. That's right. And our children have real real questions. So as parents, we have to uh, be sure. Be sure to ask those questions that may seem probing, may seem, man, but and, and to give them the biblical uh, uh, knowledge and terms for what they're seeing out right. in, the, in the world, you know. And you might feel like, man, well, I don't know the Bible like that. I, you know, man, well, I, it's worth studying so that mm-hmm. you can help train mm-hmm. your, your child up. And so get what notes. you need. Yeah, get what you need. Take, you know, get what you need because it's that important. It, yeah. it really is. And especially when, you, when we're talking about, you know, the gospel and bringing the gospel to the next generation, man, we have to be ones who uh, 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 take that seriously mm-hmm. because, man, there will be a drop off, a huge drop off if, if the parents are not stepping up and well, doing what, what we're, we're supposed seeing. to be doing. We actually are seeing a huge drop off when we talk about what I refer to as the great hemorrhage of the church, where we've got our young people who are leaving the church in droves and just deciding that they don't believe that anymore. That's the drop off that we're talking about. That's what we've been experiencing. And one of the things I want to say is I think that it can be so overwhelming as a parent to think of all that is um, thrown at our kids on a regular basis. 
They have so it's many competing messages on right. a daily basis. Every and I day. think in, in ways that we are unaware. And, and I want to say this too, because I think it's so important. Um, we cannot, and I, and I mean that personally, Will the Great and I, but then I also mean as Christian parents, we cannot parent our children mm-hmm. the way we grew up. No. And let me let me let me say why because it is a different time that we live in. Yes. Right? And and so there there they're not there is not only the spiritual competition for our authority. Mm-hmm. Okay? That the enemy does not want us to be the authority mm-hmm. figures that God intends for us to be in the lives mm-hmm. of our children. Mm-hmm. So there's not only the spiritual competition for our authority, but there's also competition in various areas of the culture where they're saying don't go to your parents. So and mm-hmm. I, I'll say this in a Um, this is a very simple anecdote to think about. Okay. So there was once a time where I would even say like, you could go to your mom and you would say, Hey mom, what is like, maybe you heard a concept or Mm -hmm. you heard something. And so you would go to your parents and what did that signify? It signified that your parent knew more than you. Yeah. Right. Even if you went to your parent, right now think about (laughs) this. Even if you went to your parent and your parent was like, huh, you know, I'm not sure. Let me look into that for Mm -hmm. you. You waited. You waited because you were like, okay, they're going to get the information and they're going to get it back to me. But your first course of action was to go to your parent. Or maybe right. in some instances, it was even you would go to granny. You'd, mm-hmm. you'd go to your grandparent you because you knew that the persons in your life who had authority, who loved you, who you respected, mm-hmm. you knew that you could trust them That's right. and that they were going to give you answers. That's right. Not only is that not happening, but our kids see that as unnecessary for their development. Why? Because they can search for it themselves. Mm. If they hear something that is like an unfamiliar concept or they learn something or there's something that like somebody else mentions, they can go and look it up for themselves. Now, what does this do to the parent-child relationship? It, it really tells the child, you don't need them. Mm. I mean, the mm. purpose that they serve really is to keep you fed. And of course, they pay all those pesky bills that nobody really wants to deal <laughs> right. with. But as far as knowledge and development and your growth and your understanding, you don't need parents for that. You can go and find those answers yourselves. And, wow. and now you live in a time where you can choose the answer that you like the most. Mm. Like, so you get the first page of answers and then you don't find exactly what you're hoping that it go means. Go to the next. Go to the next page. Yeah. So what I'm saying is if we continue to parent our children thinking that, you know, please lean in on this. If we parent our children thinking that it's not an issue for them because they have not come to me, Mm. then you're really kind of like doing yourself a disservice. If you allow yourself to think, well, no, this must not be a question. That's not a concern because I've not been presented with that question or that concern. That is what I would call wishful thinking. Mm. But that is far from reality. That's right. That's right. Far. Please. And, and, and I want to <laughs> come back and I want to pick up with this, guys, because the culture that we live in really banks on that false expectation that we have. If they haven't asked, they're not wondering. Mm. And that just isn't true. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll take the break and we'll be right back. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. You've heard me say assisted suicide is the start of a slippery slope to outright killing through euthanasia. Here's a case in point. Euthanasia is legal in Belgium. 
but they're going beyond the legal limits with impunity. They've extended euthanasia to newborns and infants. It is so rampant that 10% of all deaths of babies are actually euthanasia. A recent study looked at the issues driving this, but in a published article, the term euthanasia wasn't even used. What it boils down to if physicians, and I use that term loosely, feel there is no hope of a bearable future, euthanasia is a good choice. This means these babies are likely to survive, but the doctors and their parents believe their lives aren't worth living. This kind of dangerous thinking is seeping into America. Like us on Facebook at Life Issues and stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. If you haven't switched to MediShare yet, two big reasons to at least consider it and why it makes so much sense right now. Number one's inflation, which is just affecting everything. And it makes sense to say, okay, where can I actually save? Well, you could save a lot in one fell swoop if you switch to MediShare. The typical family saves $500 a month. Secondly, your conscience. MediShare members aren't forced to pay for things they don't support or believe in, and that's a big deal for a lot of people right now. They want their money to actually help people. And one more reason, you can trust MediShare. It's been the gold standard for healthcare sharing for more than 25 years. It works, and members love it, too. It has double the customer satisfaction rating compared to health insurance. So now's a great time to consider making the switch, and they're very easy to talk to. MediShare has great customer service. You can even get a price within two minutes. Here's the number. Call 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. This is Bible League International. Thank God your pastor wasn't attacked on Sunday, but it happened to Pastor Nepo recently while preaching in Burundi, Africa. Twenty radicals dragged him down the aisle to the front lawn where they beat him nearly to death because he's been faithfully sharing the gospel with Muslims and nearly 200 have come to Christ in his village where Christians are attacked daily. Anyone who comes to Jesus as their Lord and Savior are easily persecuted. In coastal India, Jay Anth planted a church in a village with no Christians, and today more than half of that village follows Christ, but it did not come easy. His house was burned down twice. His wife was assaulted, and many in the church have been threatened with death, but they're not praying for an end to their suffering. They're praying for Bibles to endure and persevere. We're halfway to our goal to send God's Word to 16,000 Bibleist persecuted believers, and we need to wrap up in a week. So at $5 a Bible, $100 sends 20. Will you call 800-YES-WORD? 800-YES-WORD or give at sendbiblesnow.org. Sendbiblesnow.org. And God bless you for caring. Back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. We appreciate you listening. This is our last full broadcast, um, our full day that we're going to broadcast from the refuge. <laughs> yes. This is our last full broadcast. That's it, guys. <laughs> That's been great. Um, broadcasting from the refuge in Aiden, North Carolina, I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that was Jason with Parent Me. I had a thought um, the intensity of the day calls for intense discipleship. Yeah. And I was thinking about, you know, the things that we see happening in the culture, man, they're very intense. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we, we see the, the wickedness that's pervasive, things happening, man, like, you know, it, within the school systems, within, mm-hmm. man, every area of yeah. our society, you see how wicked things are, you know. And so if we take into account all of that, 
man, how much um, intensity should we be raising in discipling our, our children? That's just a thought that I, that I had. Like, man, Lord, it, it takes that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I, you, you have to survey your own self, mm-hmm. you know, survey myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I can step it up mm-hmm. more, mm-hmm. more because it's intense out there. Like, yeah. and, and just seeing and hearing some of the questions, some of the things that uh, our children are going through, some of the things that they are confused about, man, we have to be really intentional uh, as parents about discipling our children. And man, for lack of a better word, intense about mm-hmm. it. Like, you know, not crazy, not yeah. paranoid. Yeah. But man, that, yeah, it, there's, a, there's a big price to pay. I think the, the issue here is every time you have a new generation, you have like a swing of the pendulum where mm-hmm. there is there something that we were doing in this generation and then maybe the culture kind of had an impact on that mm-hmm. or people just got tired of doing that. And so then there was this shift. Mm-hmm. And as you were talking, I was thinking that, you know, figuratively speaking with our kids, we've got to get back to scratch. Yeah. Do you remember there was a time when um, people made things from scratch? <laughs> My grandmother. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so this took a lot of time. It, it took good, a lot though. of work. It took a lot of effort, <laughs> but it really kind of oh, set man anything else apart in fact there weren't options like that like how we would think of well i'm just gonna go and i'm gonna grab this out of right (laughs) just gonna go and grab this out of the freezer real quick or i'm just gonna whip this up pour it out of a box no you actually had to no one pay attention to the baby crying in the background we are on a campground i just want to say that's probably not one of the campers it's probably one of the addison children but getting back to this idea about um, things being made from scratch, it took time and it took intentionality. You had to be serious about what you were doing. There were some things that had to be watched. There were things that you couldn't just walk away from. There were things that took great care. And I'm thinking if we think of our kids in these terms and you think about what it means to put in that type of work, I think that's what we're describing here. So you had this season where we just kind of everything went toward quick and then ready in a hurry. But that wasn't as good. We've come to discover. <laughs> Guys, live radio, it's not easy, uh, especially doing it outside of your normal context. All right, here we go. So it wasn't, it wasn't easy, but the result was worth it. The result was beneficial. Mm-hmm. So here's the point that I'm making about our kids. And I was thinking about this as you were talking about discipleship. Yeah. It's so important for us to put in the work and put in the effort mm-hmm. for the result that we want to get. Yeah. Now, again, if I can kind of like um, tie a bow around this illustration, you could put two cakes out on the table, right? And on the surface, they look good and they look, you know, but then you've got that one that there are some people who are like, a lot of time went into that. Yeah. Can, yeah. You can taste it. There's, right. a, there's a difference. It's right? evident. Yeah. We're not trying to create kids who can, they just can look the part. Mm -hmm. We don't want kids who are able to just, like you were talking um, a couple nights ago, Mm -hmm. say all of the right answers. Right, right. Right? We really want the result of that intense work, that labor that we put in to shape in the hearts and the minds of our children, leading them to the Lord Jesus Christ, and then being a part of their maturation in the faith. Amen. Because that's what it takes. Like, you don't want just a surface level, you know, what you see in kind of like a fake uh, uh, facade. Yeah. You know, you want... what, what, What was really happening to be penetrating to the heart. That's right. And that's... What you put in 
And look, I know that God is the one who's going to ultimately, you know, make it happen. But we do have a part to play as parents mm-hmm. to put in, you know, what we know. Yes, right. And if if we're not doing that, someone else is putting something in. And that's kind of what know? I wanted to go back to. And that's the point that we were making before we went to the break. And, and, and again, I think that this is so worth restating and really just kind of um, pondering mm-hmm. or just, you know, as they say, sitting with <laughs> just for a second. Um if we think that our kids are not in need of our discipleship, mm-hmm. because if my kid has a problem, my kid's going to come to me. Right. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's probably <laughs> like, probably the posture of like right. your generation. Yeah, it's, right. And it's not true. It's that, not true. It won't probably won't happen. And chances are our kids are seeking out alternative answers. They're mm-hmm. seeking out answers that would not be what we would tell them. Right. right. And we don't know because they haven't come to us. Right. So what does this mean? This means that we've got to be proactive. Yeah. yeah. That means that we've got to pursue them. Right. And I'm not talking about in a way that's overbearing or what might be described as like the helicopter parent. That's not at all what I'm suggesting. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about living life with our children. Yeah. I'm talking about walking with them and engaging them. So if we have content, right, and I say content, but we have issues of the day mm-hmm. that arise, why couldn't we take those issues, mm-hmm. bring them to the table, mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. bring them to the table we should. and say, hey, let's have an active discussion around this. We should. And I think that would be uh, probably much easier for parents too, like to take things that are happening, you know, like like we've done many times. Yeah. You know, yeah. whether it's a video with someone is or being an interviewed yeah. or an article and we're able to say, so what, what do you see here? Is there anything wrong in this response? You know, those type of things, I think, help. There, there are aids to discipling our children. We can use that, using the word of God to say, you know, give me the uh, answer for this, uh, biblically speaking, you know. And I think we need to do more of that because our, our children, they, they know these issues. They know what's going on. They, they, they probably know more than you think they know, mm-hmm. you know, and they're hearing a lot of different things. But are they getting an accurate picture of, of what the word of God says That's about right. these things? That's right. So we have to be able to do that I- even in the home. Absolutely. In fact, that's the expectation. That's what we have to do. We have no choice in doing those things. Mm-hmm. Um, l- let me say this. I was reading this article. This article is from The Daily Caller, and there have been some numbers that have been going around um, looking at Generation Z, about 40% of Generation Z Mm -hmm. um, now identifying as LGBTQ. And if you think about that, that's a lot. lot. If that's true, if that is accurate, right, that means that just about every kid in this generation, Generation Z, is affected by LGBTQ plus issues. Now, what do I mean when I say that? That means you... There's either a kid who is identifying as a member of that particular group mm-hmm. or you've got a person who is sympathetic right. to the person who identifies as such in that particular group. And I think, I think that, that may be a lot of them, the, yeah. the sympathetic, yeah. the ones who are like, well, you know, I don't want to be help, hateful. That's you right. know, man. Which is another it? evidence of indoctrination. It is because they want to create allies. Mm-hmm. That's a big like, you know, point. And that whole thing to create allies, people, even even if you're not one, you know, be on the side and empathize like, you know, with with who I am, basically what they're saying. So I want you to think about this. So this article headline of this article, we're fundamentally transforming our society because of a generation desperate for attention. Mm. Now, think about that as the backdrop of what we're talking about here, the need for us to disciple our kids. 
if we are actively discipling our kids in some ways, we're actually meeting their need for attention. Mm. Okay. So that's just like a byproduct of discipleship. You are actually engaging that kid. That's true. You are asking that kid questions. You are listening to that kid's response. So that is the byproduct, right? Mm -hmm. Attention becomes the byproduct of discipleship. Mm -hmm. Not only are you actively discipling, but you're also giving that kid the attention that that kid so vitally and desperately needs. Now think about this. So if it's true that our society is changing Mm -hmm. and the way people identify is changing and in part this shift is happening because our kids are in need of attention, what might we expect to see on social media? Mm-hmm. What might we expect to see in mainstream media? And I mm-hmm. want you to think about this. And I want to share just a couple yes. um, paragraphs from this article because I think that this is really eye-opening and really insightful. When you talk about the explosion of identifying as LGBTQ, which, right. by the way, guys, this is the issue. Mm-hmm. Okay, this, <laughs> yep. this is the issue. Like, yep. there's, there is, this is a topic. It is either because in, within this generation... A person identifies or they believe that a person has the right to identify and mm. the Bible cannot speak against that. Mm. So this 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 is the issue. There are other issues. There are other subcategories. But and, and, and there are people who, you know, <laughs> indulge me for a second here. said, why are you guys always talking about these issues? Um, because this is the issue, guys. It really is. <laughs> like this, <laughs> really is. this right here, this human sexuality and sexual identity. Man. What does it mean for me to be human? What does it mean for me to be made in the image of God? These are the issues. Yep. All right. And, and they cannot be ignored. In fact, they scream out in the town square. Address mm. me. Mm. Address me. Address me. You've got to work really hard not to address these issues. Yeah. So this article here, I thought this was interesting. It's talking about the explosion of LGBTQ issues or LGBTQ plus identification. Right. And I'm going to pick up reading here at this paragraph. The explosion in LGBT identification isn't surprising at all to people who even casually peruse social media, especially TikTok. Mm. where there are seemingly endless videos of young people describing gender identities and sexual preferences that are more and more detached from reality. Mm-hmm. Detached <laughs> from reality. Back to this it. article. <laughs> Libs of TikTok has thoroughly documented how ubiquitous radical gender ideology is on social media and among young people. Videos from LGBT creators regularly get hundreds of thousands, if not millions of views. TikTok has about 80 million users in the United States, almost a third of the entire population. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. Almost two thirds of TikTok users are under the age of 30. Almost two thirds of TikTok users are under the age of 30. And 60% or 63% of Americans between 12 and 17 use the app on at least a weekly basis. Hmm. This is according to CNBC. Wow. Let me give those numbers again. TikTok has about 80 million users in the United States, in the United States, almost a third of the entire population. Almost two thirds of TikTok users are under the age of 30 and 63% of Americans 63% of Americans between 12 and 17 use the app on at least a weekly basis, Mm. at least a weekly basis, probably more akin to something like daily Mm -hmm. for a lot of users in this age group. 
Common Sense Media found that 81% of people from 13 to 17 use social media and almost 70% use it multiple times a day. Now listen to this. People who post LGBT related content get tens of thousands of likes and thousands of comments reinforcing their decision to identify as such. That's the attention that they they feel like they are getting. I am validated when I take this position. Mm. I have a sense of worth and a sense of value because this is how I identify. This is what the culture is craving. So if I identify like this, I will be accepted, I will be celebrated, I will be validated. Mm. Now, I understand that the very real temptation among Christian parents is to say, oh yeah, but not my kid. Oh yeah, but not my kid. (laughs) Here's what I'm telling you. We crave attention. Mm -hmm. We really do desire attention. And the desire of attention is not wrong. But Satan has taken that and he has turned up the dial Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. that desire, causing among other groups, not just our kids, right? I mean, there's some adults who... You can just look at Mm -hmm. some of the, you're like, what are you doing? Right. (laughs) But he's turned up the dial and is enabling, I don't want to say making because then it absolves us of any responsibility, but then enabling people to feel like, you know what? I'm, I'll do whatever it takes for Mm. someone to look at my video. Mm. I'll do whatever it takes for someone to give me a thumbs up. Yeah. Someone hit the like and subscribe button. Mm. (laughs) Right. That's, that's kind of like the definition of our culture, like, and subscribe. Right. And it's amazing. You said, you, you said like some parents may say, well, not my child, not my child, but with numbers like that of the, the users, you know, it, most likely is <laughs> our children. And I'm thinking about the church, you know, uh, we're, we're definitely not exempt from that, you know, and I think that's an area where we have to have a, a stronger influence than the influencers. That's you know? right, man. That's and a great way to put it. A stronger influence uh, over what they're using, watching the apps that they're on. You still have the right to be like, no, I don't want you on that. That's right. You know, even if they have their own device, which, you know, that's uh, in a lot of situations not a good thing. But, man, I think we those type of things, like I said, the intensity level is high. So we mm-hmm. have to be intense as well. Now, down the road, I think our children will understand and think us but right now it's not time for you to be you know their friend that's right and and give in to what they want right now is it's game time man you know it's game time look we say on a regular basis and and i look guys i'm not i'm not setting this as the standard because we say it but i would just 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 to encourage you because you may be a parent who you thought oh man i don't know can can we still say that you know yes you can but Yeah, (laughs) but we say to our kids on a regular basis, listen, you don't understand this now, but you will in the future. Yeah. And I am not called by God to let you do what you think is best in the meantime. That's right. That's right. You may not understand. We understand before God, but we I have we got (laughs) to give an account to God for what we do with you. We've been entrusted with you right Hmm. by God. So what are we going to do? The heritage of the Lord. And we've got to actively disciple and train our kids. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio will open the phone lines when we come back. Stay close. The AFA Resource Center has all your favorite items. Everything from books, movies, shirts, and even hats. 
Introducing AFA's polyester and twill hats, starting at just $18. Whether you're into fashion, a collector, or you're just having a bad hair day, these hats are just what you need. You can buy one for yourself or a friend. Purchase your AFA hat today at resources.afa.net. AFR programming is now available on Alexa. You're joking, right? Nope, not joking. Seriously? Yep, this is not a drill. Wait a minute, no way. There's a way, the Alexa way. So if you just happen to miss your favorite shows, no worries. You can now listen to each podcast with Alexa. It's simple and it's free. Just visit AFR.net forward slash apps and click Alexa. We're not joking. Hello? Hey, stranger. Oh, hi. Thank goodness it's you. I was afraid to answer the phone. Why? What's up? The credit card companies are after me. They want me to make payments and the calls never stop. Ouch. Been there before, but I got help from Trinity Debt Management. Trinity? Yeah. I called and right away, Trinity contacted my creditors and got my interest rates cut in half. They ended all the late fees and over-limit charges, and they stopped those annoying phone calls. Bet that was a relief. Yep. Then they put me on a plan that consolidated my bills into one easy monthly payment. That way, I paid off my debt fast while saving thousands. Nice. Trinity even showed me how to plan and meet a monthly budget. So now I'm debt-free for keeps. Wow. Do you still have their number? Sure. Here. Write this down and call 1-800-788-1813. Can you repeat that? 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. In a world where no one can tell us no. To this day, every human being born on this planet is the product of a male and a female. That's the way God set it up. God created us in His image. A place where Facebook and YouTube have no control. I think the command in scripture relative to men and women is not mainly women sit down, but men stand up, act like men, lead as you're supposed to. A place where we can no longer be canceled. When the scripture speaks, God speaks. And if you understand that rightly, then everything else simply falls into place. The American Family Association presents the AFA streaming platform. Just visit streaming.afa.net for the latest films, documentaries, and AFA original productions. You'll even find videos from some of your favorite talk shows. All you have to do is create a free account at streaming.afa.net. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow. Welcome back. This is Aaron the Addisons on American no Family Radio. We appreciate you listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and as I've decided, by Jay Carter. We'll open the phone lines, 888-589-8840. You can talk to us if you'd like, 888-589-8840. I'm going to tell you something that's really dangerous. I have I have done this, and there are times that my heart has really hurt, you know, when you, um, you talk to your kids and you just open the floor 
and, and you say, Hey, you know, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. Is there anything you'd like to talk to me about? There are sometimes that, you know, you're, you're making a grocery run and you're sitting shoulder to shoulder and that kind of takes a little bit of the pressure off. It's not this face to face kind of a thing where the, the kid can kind of look out of the window from time to time. I, I really try to seize those moments to, um, to open the lines of communication or make sure that the lines of yeah. communication stay open. Right. Um, and, and, and sometimes look, and here's the risk. The risk is you open that door and you say, Hey, what's, what's going on? Are you, are you okay? Is there anything that's kind mm. of like mm -hmm. the matter of your heart or of your mind? And then they start to share with you some concerns they have. And you're just like, oh, man, I, I just wanted everything to be good. <laughs> right. But you know, can I tell you what's, what's far better? What's far better is to know when there are things that are not good. Mm. So you can have the opportunity to speak to those things, to deal with those things, to bring insight to those things, yeah. rather than someone else stepping yeah. in and trying to fill in that yeah. gap. Yeah, and God has equipped you to do that. I mean, the thing is, you may not think you're equipped, but he has tailor-made you for your children and your children for you. Yeah. And so in a lot of things that they deal with and the questions they have, you had before, too. That's exactly right. You know, and sometimes we forget, you know, or we try to, suppressed that we had even these questions or even doubts you know mm -hmm. about things but man i found that and i see you know quite clearly that some of the same issues that i dealt with you know as a as a young person i see that in you know my children and yeah. it's like man i i remember that i remember dealing with this and and, and sometimes that can be pretty scary because you're like man you know that you didn't maybe deal with it the right way or maybe you know the thoughts that you had was pretty extreme yeah you know yeah. it's like man you know so my children are, are thinking these types of thoughts you know so I, I think man we have to be prepared and ready you know for those type of questions well think about it our kids are overwhelmed in ways that we never were. So like our, our um, and, and I don't want to use the word trauma, but just for exaggeration for effect, right? Mm -hmm. Our trauma was limited to a space and a particular time that we were able to leave behind. So like you think mm. about your high school years where maybe you were surrounded by a group of people who they were celebrated for this or they were acknowledged for that. And you kind of were just like, well, I'm just, I'm just kind of <laughs> going through like, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and, and so, but you knew that yeah. to be, certainly once you were on the other side of it, you knew that to be just a season in life where it's like, you know, one day this is going to all be over. Like it. <laughs> it didn't feel like that in the moment. Yeah. But now, so again, this is why I say we don't want to parent the way that we grew up because the times have changed. Mm -hmm. That is no longer true. Mm -hmm. In fact, what we see today for our kids mm. is a prolonged sort of like discontent mm. and, a, and a largely celebrated discontent. And, and I want you to think about this. So like the moments are longer. The moments are longer and they're more intense, mm. more intense. Who are the people who are getting celebrated in our culture? Right. They, they all are not just they're not just regular people. Mm. Right. Like you don't get a whole lot of news stories for the person who just, you know, husband and wife got married and they're expecting their first kid like they're right. you, That's not on the cover of Time magazine. Right. 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 But you do have like rainbow flags mm, and on, you man. do you do have like the celebrities who invite you onto their programs because you're walking in your truth mm. and because you're living. That's you're, celebrated. You're, right. That is. And so think about this. You see it. Mm -hmm. However, because you are fixed and mature, mm -hmm. it doesn't have the kind of pull and sway on you mm -hmm. that it does on your children. But think about the about the child whose brain is still developing. Mm -hmm. And and this child is seeing all of the ways wow. that people get celebrated in culture. So essentially, here's what I'm saying. We're losing our kids 
in many different ways. Mm. You've got, you've got, yes, politicians, you've got celebrities, you've got athletes, you've got the social media influencers. All of these people are clamoring to have some sort of reach, Mm -hmm. some sort of inroads to your kids' thoughts. And the thing is, they look more attractive to our children than Than we do. Than we do. Man, that's hard to say. Isn't that hard to say? Because the things that they're talking about and how cool they are and, you know, the the way that they uh, deliver things, it's like, man, man, yeah. You know, but, you know, here comes a parent. It's like trying trying to get some instruction or trying to help. And you look like, just out of step, you know? I, I look, and I, and can yeah. I just say, guys, look, okay, and we'll go to the phone lines here. I want to do one more thing. I want to read one okay. more, um, just a little bit from this uh, Daily Caller article, but then, then go to the phone lines. Let me just say, I fully embrace the fact that Will the Great and I were going to go sit out on this porch like mm-hmm. grandma and grandpa mm-hmm. and rock in these red rocking chairs, which were great to rock in, by the way. Yeah. And answer questions, just spit fire questions, just rapid fire questions, just go. Yeah. And can I tell you something? It did not bother the campers at all. No, no. Did they, you notice they, that there was like, it was like, okay. comfortable, I felt. Total. Well, I know? think some of the questions and some of the comments, you'd have to be comfortable. Yeah. And I, and I don't take that for granted, but here's the point that I'm making. You are your age. Don't try to not be your age. Right. Like, just go ahead and embrace that, but do the work that God has called you to That's do. Right. I just want to undergird the point that I was making here earlier and talking about the influence that our kids, um, that our kids are battling and what is celebrated in our culture. And I think that um, Hayden Daniel is the, the, mm. author, the author of this uh, article, the writer of this article, I guess you call. Uh, We're fundamentally transforming our society because of a generation desperate for attention is the name of the article. And, and I want you to listen to, to what he wrote. He wrote, you don't get praise for being a good student and often not even for being a good but not outstanding athlete. Mm. But if you decide to change your gender or claim a new sexual preference other than straight, you are bombarded with praise from some adults Amazing. who mean well, <laughs> others who have a political agenda, and the vast majority who just go along to get along. Mm. The new wave of sexual and gender liberation hasn't made people, young people, any happier. In fact, the data is pretty conclusive. Young people are miserable. Mm. And then he goes into some of the stats of suicide ideation, and, and it's just really chilling. I won't get into it because we have the phone calls here. But I tell you what, maybe we can see if we can get the article posted um, in the show links or the show notes so that you can read this. It's well worth the read. We have to know what we're up against mm. so that we can fight appropriately. Amen. All right. Well, the great. Let's go to the phone lines. Where do we go? All right. Let's go to Jerry in Tennessee. Hi, Jerry. Hey, Will and Mickey. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, mm-hmm. Jerry. Hey, so I wanted to just, um, you know, this came up at the Marriage Family Life Conference. This thought did. And uh, hearing you today, I just wanted to share something. Um, a lot of times when we hear, hey, you parents, you have this responsibility to help your kids out and all that. And we do, 100% we do. But I think for a lot of people, it can feel very uh, burdensome, Mm. uh, overwhelming, intimidating, and all of those things. And I just want to add another element to that. So I have a daughter, I have a young man whom I mentor, and I I teach a class, I I teach a class of adults at my church, and once a month we get together with some uh, uh, high schoolers to get them ready to leave the house. And I just want to tell you, it is fulfilling to do this. Mm, I feel like so good. this is what I'm made for. Mm. And <laughs> I think we're all made for this. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm, it's thrilling. Let me, just a couple of examples. The, the young man I mentor, he was in a lot of trouble a couple of months ago. We had an intervention with him, and I was very concerned for, concerned for where he was going to go mm-hmm. if this stuff had his claws in him. And we prayed diligently for him, and he mm-hmm. had come out of that. Last night, we were on the phone. He, he, he started this. He said, hey, let's get on. we're going to start reading a chapter a day. And we got on FaceTime last night. We started reading together. He's asking all kinds of great questions. He's Amen. taking notes. I mean, it was just, it, I can't tell you. I, and it's so fulfilling. It's thrilling. I find myself thinking, what can we do next in all these yes, different, you know, places yes. that God has put me in? And, and I hear it in you guys' voice. You're excited with That's the right. way you're able to help these kids. So I just want to say to anybody who's on the fence out there, this is what God made you for. Your life will be much fuller when you cross over that fence and get where get serving the way God wants you to with your kids and the people around you. Yeah, and that is so thank well you, Jerry. said, Jerry. Thank you so much. Look, I was just thinking as you were talking, like so much of the joy and the motivation that I have in discipleship, really, it's just the love for it. It is, it is understanding what has been done in my own life, that I have been instructed and trained in the faith that there were people who loved me and cared about me enough to walk with me, right? As I'm following after the Lord Jesus Christ and to train and to instruct me in the scriptures. And I'll tell you, sometimes we get these emails where, um, people will say, okay, so what devotion did you guys go through? Like what book? And, and, and there may be some that we can point to, mm-hmm. but I just want to tell you, full disclosure here, largely we are following the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we look at our kids and then like, well, the great now get together. We're like, man, you know, maybe we need to go ahead and, and, mm-hmm. and do a survey of this. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need to do a trek, do a run through this. And then sometimes we start out and, and we're not really all that sure why mm-hmm. we were supposed to be going through this. But then we hit a place that just happens to coincide with another area. And we're like, oh, Lord, of mm. course you knew. Amen. Of course you knew that we need to be studying through this, yeah. going through this particular book. You knew. So, Lord, thank you. And so I want to encourage you that, yes, there are things that we can do. There are practical steps that we can do. But I want to say also that prayer is practical. Amen. So seeking the Lord and asking mm. him to lead you, what are the things that he's called you to do? Man, praise God, our brother Jerry, man, he sought the Lord and the Lord has kind of given him his area. Hey, right. do this. Praise and by God. the way, I believe the young man that he's mentoring was at the MFL so. conference. Like, I mean, yeah. it was just incredible to see, yeah. you know, glory to God. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. All right, let's go to Susan from Mississippi. Hello. Hi, Susan. Hey, um, when, when Mickey was talking about, uh, you know, instructing your children, I took p- parenting very, very seriously. And then I got saved, and oh, my gosh, I knew that one day I was going to stand before God. Mm. So I took it very, very seriously. Um, and then, then I think about, you know, when, when they were older, when they were teens, and we had these discussions, and they would say, you know, why? And I'd say, because this is what I feel like God's doing. And how are you going to ever obey an invisible God if you can't obey me right here in front of you? Mm. And then I would tell them, God brought this to me. I said, look, if you don't agree with my opinion, if you think that I'm wrong, feel free to appeal to a higher power. And heaven only knows if somebody can change my mind, it's God. (laughs) Amen. That's what they were left with. (laughs) <laughs> oh man wow. 
Oh man, that Thank look, you, let Susan. me tell you. Can you okay? So right, so listen. So yeah. Susan, man, you that's okay. I'm I'm gonna have to go back and listen to those comments again because there's something profound that you've tapped into, right? Being able to say to our kids, hey, mm-hmm. listen, I am submitted to the Lord. I am submitted to God. So if I'm missing something, what I want you to do is go and pray that the Lord will show me. Go and pray that the Lord will mm. open my eyes, that he will cause me to discern and understand something that I may be missing. Not only are you truly, and, and I mean mean it genuinely, mm-hmm. not only are you open to being led by the Lord mm-hmm. and not thinking that we're perfect. Man, we are not perfect parents. That's right. Right. Like we we're human parents. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like sometimes we give these these other creatures a bad rep. We're like, oh, she just ate her young. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're like, oh, and you just came off the top rope at a kid who didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. You were wrong. You know, so there's an incredible amount of grace. But I do think to empower our kids to pray for us and to pray mm. that the Lord will lead us and show us. I think it's a one. It's kind of like a one two punch. It's yeah. good for us and it's great for them. Yeah. That's awesome. Let's go to uh, Carlos in Louisiana. Hi, Carlos. Yes, uh, I'm a little older than y'all, <laughs> and uh, but uh, what I don't hear uh, on all of these talk shows, you know, uh, Christian radio and stuff like that, mm-hmm. is that the parent of a say a teenage girl or even up in their twenties, thirties gets pregnant and most of it says, oh, well, go get a get an abortion or go put it up for adoption. What I don't hear is we're going to help you th- get through this. We're going to help you raise this child in a godly manner. Uh, even the boys, you know, uh, the young men, uh, look, if, if your girlfriend gets pregnant, it's not the end of the world, you know. We can, we can, we can work through this, you know. That, that baby... It, it's part of the mother, you know, and to give that baby up for adoption, you know, she's given part of herself up. And, uh, you know, uh, I had a, uh, uh, when I was growing up, there was a family that, uh, I'm going to call them a family because they're, they're, they're up in their 40s now. They got five children. They're, they go around singing in gospel churches, making their own uh you know, uh, hey Carlos, we're, we're right? gonna we're gonna run out of time. I'm I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to jump in because we're coming down to the last few seconds of the show. But I I just want to kind of go back to something that you were alluding to. I really think that that's the heart of what gets communicated by pro-lifers all across yeah. this country. Yeah. That yes, your child has value and worth right. because your child is made in the, the image, image of, of God. God. And right. I think when we talk about what happens at crisis pregnancy centers, it's not just put the baby up for adoption, but it's also parenting classes. You can do this yeah. and by God's grace, we can help you. So I just want to make sure to point that out. We're out of time until tomorrow. Lord willing. God bless. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio. Faith, family.